You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. In honor of our guest today, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> Clover the Cloverfield Monster. Mm-hmm. TJ Miller's HUD. Lizzie Kaplan's character. Okay. I see you planned this from the beginning. And Okay. Alright, so I will go first. I'm your host, NB Nightingale, and I would fuck the Cloverfield Monster. Of course you would. Marry Lizzie Kaplan and kill HUD. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our co-host. Hi, I'm Brandon. I, I, here's my thing. I would kill T.J. Miller, fuck the lady, and, okay, hear me out here, power move, power move, power move, um, may I fuck, marry, marry the Cloverfield monster. Well, that's being, being, being a, being a wife guy to the Cloverfield sure. monster be a pretty wild thing. That'd be an interesting Because, like, guy. you want to give my... If the Cloverfield monster married me, boom, U.S. citizen, right? Yeah. U.S. citizen. <laughs> like, U.S. citizenship. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing, like, you know the, the Tom Hanks video? But it's, like, you and the Cloverfield monster, and it's just like, fuck off, go away! What are you doing? <laughs> Clover's like, no, no, it's okay, honey, it's okay. Friends. <laughs> so that's just the power move. Like, you'd be, your name would be in the history books immediately. Yeah, that's true. No matter if it ate you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's you hear true. about the it always for decades. You hear about the guy who fucking married the monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. like the the French lady who married a roller coaster. If, exactly. uh, if who, the, who the fuck did I marry was still on? I don't know if it's still. I don't even watch it. I just know about like reference. If it was still on, that'd be the that'd be the uh, the quintessential. That'd be the magnum opus of that. Oh yeah. Show. All right, and let's have our guest introduce himself <laughs> and debase himself by saying which he would fuck, which he would marry, and which he would kill. All right. Um, hello, my name is uh, Evan Belikas. I am a um, so I'm a graduate, a creative writing graduate student uh, who is also um, a bit of a film buff. Um, so happy to be on today to discuss Cloverfield with these lovely people. Um, I'm also a um, practicing freelance writer and an upcoming novelist coming out with my debut novel. Uh, the working title is uh, uh, If Only. If, if I only knew you, sorry, a dog just entered the fray, and I had to look at that for a yeah, second. That's our producer, Jasper, who is... <laughs> Bringing the bone. Which, oh, we've already given away that he's a dog, so we can't complete the bit. <laughs> Which is yeah. fine, because he's a dog. Yeah, it's true. It's fine. That's true. Um, but yes, to go back to your very important um, FMK, um, I would... I mean, you know what? I'm going to... It, so it was it was it was Lizzie Kaplan, Clover, and then TJ Miller's not not TJ Miller, TJ Miller's character. It's very yeah. important that it's he's his character. Pre or post bisection. Well so here's <laughs> so here <laughs> <laughs> And which half <laughs> Which half jeez. Uh, that really does change things <laughs> Um, Would you just marry TJ with Miller's legs? But the thing, but the thing about, T, but the thing about TJ Miller... It'd be so easy to kill TJ Miller's oh legs. God. <laughs> yeah. The thing about TJ Miller versus HUD, though, is I feel like HUD is worse. Like, HUD is, HUD is a worse TJ Miller than actual TJ Miller. I do not think that HUD is worse than TJ Miller. I don't know. I think he is. And for that, I think I gotta kill him. Mm. And... I'm gonna fuck Clover and marry Lizzie Kaplan because yes, I, I'm that a, is the champion's way. I am a Kaplan stand till the end. Love her, even though I haven't seen Masters of Sex, but I will be, and that I will be the master of Masters of Sex. <laughs> so today we're talking about Cloverfield 2008. If you haven't uh, pieced that together yet, we're talking about Cloverfield 2008. Which this is, is Podzilla King of Casters. I do not think I said the name of our podcast. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> this is uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we... It's a guest episode, folks. So, uh, just gonna talk our guests through our usual format. So let's start with 
our general thoughts on Cloverfield and, you know, history with the movie beforehand, since we all have it, and just what we thought after this viewing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Evan, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, so, I first saw Cloverfield um, I uh, with, my, with my parents. We rented it on pay-per-view, and, you know, it was supposed to be like, this is like our popcorn movie of the night. My mother absolutely fucking detested this movie. She did not like it. My dad was, he didn't hate it, but he was like pretty unimpressed. But I really did, um, I, 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 I grew an affinity for this movie that um, would continue when I uh, again saw it in my, in my later years in high school. And I just kept loving it and kept getting, uh, getting more appreciative of like how unique and interesting uh, and, and well-made this movie is. I, I still really like this movie, and I'm, I'm so glad to come on here and talk about it. Um, so, yeah. All right. What are your overall thoughts? So, my first exposure to Cloverfield was actually, I definitely pirated it in high school. Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> and Yo-ho. I did so specifically because I was watching through 30 Rock for the first time, oh and there God. was an episode where they prank one of the characters into thinking a Cloverfield is happening. Oh, I really? Like, oh, I should What's watch. a Cloverfield? Is that, is like, that a later season? I don't... I think it's like a mid, middle season. Gosh. Okay. It's, uh, and so I had to... I think it's that... Frank pranks Twofer into thinking a Cloverfield is happening. That does sound like total Frank. And that's... A, that's to like be a, Frank. Yeah. Well, he is Frank. Well, let's be Frank. <laughs> I don't want to be Frank. <laughs> His life is kind of a mess. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, so I was like, okay, I should watch this movie. I also think... It, I also think I'd, at the, around the same time, seen... You remember... Not Mad TV, the sketch show. But you remember the Mad TV show on Cartoon oh, Network? Jesus. <laughs> yes. It had a parody called Clifford Field. I remember. <laughs> I remember was, Clifford Field. That actually was kind of funny. <laughs> I remember. The thing about that show is, like, it actually was kind of funny sometimes. They had Spy vs. Spy every episode. <laughs> I read... I read Mad exclusively because I loved Spy vs. Spy. Who doesn't love Spy vs. Spy? <laughs> it's honestly. great. But yeah, so I watched Cloverfield then. I think I got really, like, I watch it probably at, like, 10 o'clock at night, like a cool high schooler. Sure, of course. On my shitty little laptop uh, <laughs> that had a lot of reason, a lot of viruses on it for the reasons a high Definitely school Definitely burning the shit out of your thighs. Yeah. <laughs> just full on, just, like, chicken nuggets after, like, two hours. And... <laughs> Yeah, just my computers in high school were always shitty because I pirated so many movies. Uh, Yeah, so then I like stayed up till like one in the morning after that, like looking up the lore behind it. Okay. And this is the first time I've seen it since, and I think it's, I think it's a deceptively well-made movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's there's a lot of skill in the camera placement made. Uh, and shot composition made all the more impressive by making it look sloppy and on accident. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, so going to my th- my history with this movie, I, th- I remember it was set once in around high school. And I'm, yeah. I think maybe it was on Netflix or something around then. There was some way I could actually, I didn't pirate it. It was some way like, Maybe it was a DVD. We got a good Samaritan here. I went and watched it on my own. It was at like a friend's house. But it was like a DVD or something they had. And we were like, oh, let's watch it. And like, I think this movie, I liked it the first time. I think I like it a little more now that I'm like, oh, you know, this is some interesting techniques and everything. I think that. I didn't want this movie to be even a minute longer. It's so like yeah. ah, the whole time with like how yeah, intense this, it is. If this was two hours, I couldn't stand yeah, it. Oh, absolutely. If, if like, it were even a normal movie length of 90 minutes as opposed to like 115 and yeah, like yeah. 15 minutes of credits, it would not go over as well. Like no, it could sure. do that. And I think it's it's interesting that this found footage movie, you know, it's like this huge, well-made, put-together thing. And I think a lot of filmmate like you know, like sleazier filmmakers, like, ah, oh, we could do that, but easy. Right. So instead of having that filter of, oh, this is really good filmmaking gone through this lens that went from 
we can use this as a crutch. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't have to, you know, we can hobble on on one leg because we got found footage, baby. Kind of thing. So I liked it both times. I don't know as much about the lore stuff, but um, I have enjoyed it both times. Both times. More this time. But at the end, I was like, okay, this goes on for a little longer. See, the interesting thing about found footage is just how much you can hide within it. Mm-hmm. Like So much. Dainty Han convinced us he was a good actor for like five years based on a found footage performance. <laughs> That's how good it is at hiding stuff. Both Han and Max Landis tricked us into thinking they were talented. <laughs> it's, it's it's such an interesting format style too because you can hide... Because the CG in this movie is like 2008 level. Like I think the one that holds up the least well is probably the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah. the weight. Definitely, the weight definitely. isn't quite there. Yeah. It's like, you know... Rigid body physics weren't quite there in 2008. I, I think that the thing with the Statue of Liberty is unfortunate that, like, I believe the originally, like, obviously the throwing it was CG, but, like, I think it was originally a prop on the ground, but because of, like we discussed while watching it, there was this controversy where the trailer, people were calling bullshit. Why is the Statue of Liberty head so small? How was, dare like, this fake scale? movie about... A destruct, a, you know, a chaos in New York, not depict our Statue of Liberty to the actual size. Like, and it, it, it was at its actual size, is the thing. But so they had to oh, right. make it bigger and CG over. Because right, the thing right. is, people are people are stupid, and they think about the iconic Escape from New York poster, where it's oh, yeah. so huge it takes up an entire street, and they're like. But, but it don't look like Kurt Russell could climb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I wonder if, like, there was also a similar controversy. Because I remember um, The Day After Tomorrow also yeah. used, like, the Statue of Liberty Barry yeah. as, like, um, you know, like, symbol for, like, yeah. it ends now, you know, humanities. Yeah. And, um, which Are honestly, they- like, now that I'm thinking about, like, how the Statue of Liberty is used as a symbol, now I am kind of thinking um, about, I mean, which we'll probably get into, but, like, the, the 9-11 uh, kind of a yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the word? Um, the motifs, symbols. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of stuff like like I don't think it's a coincidence that during the bridge scene, it very much the camera very much centers and holds on like only for a second, so you don't like notice it as an intentionality, but it centers and holds on for a second. The American flag on top of the bridge just fucking toppling. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So um, like that stuff's in the. <laughs> like it's in the movie <laughs> it's a lot it's like oh there 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 so this is gonna be an interesting what that monster do uh which is our next segment in which brandon gets to use his skills as an animator and is back and his experience he's had at a collegiate level of creature design uh to talk about what the monsters do and the special effects of the movie oh nice oh i'm oh. very interested in this all right, yeah, so now we're going to go into what that monster did, the part where I talk about the monster and what it does. So there's one monster, or there's two monsters in this movie that we know of. There is, there is, uh, well, no. where this joke is going. Oh, we see the third would be born at a later date in a snow mountain somewhere. But until then, um, let's talk about the big guy, Clover himself. The main titular monster. So the clover, I'm interested. That's interesting about these behind the scene thing, or like before the movie came out, like oh, it's a secret Cthulhu monster or something. Yeah. Because the final design for Clover, I think it's, I I liked it more now than I did the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there were some people who were like, it's gonna be King Kong or something. <laughs> yeah, it, I like think, I thought some yeah. there was something for the movie came out where some people thought it was like a like a Thulu or like an established yeah. thing. I, I like it more that it's not. Yeah. Because it kind of leads to more questions. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Cloverfield Monsters design is hurt a bit retroactively because of how many people fucking copied it in the most boring way possible. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super 8 has, a, a, like, an exact fucking replica of the Cloverfield Monster minus the tentacles. Okay. And... Even the Mutos in 2014's Godzilla Similar look vibes. very Cloverfield monster. Like it's yeah. just I'm a I'm an aquatic kind of creature. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But so, then like the 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 things that like um I, I don't know if they have like uh re, like term terminology like names. The little spider. The little spider boys like 
they're kind of like insecty, kind of crustacean-y. So like you definitely, you know, that adds to the sense that like this came from like the deepest depths of the sea. Yeah, something you know? like that. Yeah. So the so, so the monster like fleas, I believe, is the official. Is oh, really? The they're fleas, fleas on the Cloverfield monster. Like oh, so they're like getting grub, and they're also like, hmm, there's some well, there's some food I haven't had before. I was gonna say that as um, there. I'll get into this first. So the the monster itself was designed by Neville Page, same the artist. Mm-hmm. And, like, he saw, like, a biological, like, rationale for this creature when he was designing it. He's like, why is it doing this? And he was coming at it from the angle of, it's like a, it's a baby from, like, separation anxiety. And it's, like, he basically called, like, a baby elephant where it's, like, terrified and it's, like, running and attacking things. That's why there was that um, deliberate decision that originally it was going to be the monster's hand on the bridge that smashed it down. But they wanted to infer that it was more accidental, so they used the tail. So it's kind of like it doesn't even know what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, you know, rather than, like, a defined character, though, more, I was like, rather than... It's just so weird, because it seems like there's some differing ideals. Because the movie is open enough to where you can determine different things about the monster. Yeah. It seems like different people in the production kind of had a different angle for it. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Um, the visual effects supervisor, Kevin Blank, and funny enough, Phil Tippett's company. Oh, it's, he, he keeps kinda, popping up. He keeps popping up. So, like, he Blank described the gotcha. attendant goal of the creature was, like, rather than a monster having a personality, like Godzilla King Kong, it's more of, like, an entity or an event. Mm-hmm. And, like, describing its reactions more like it's this new environment, it's frightening, it's scared. And then the, um... Hmm. And then... Yeah, so those are the kind of things that would happen in this. Where the design for it is kind of like... Describe the... The Columbia monster itself kind of looks like a fish creature. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically the face. and yeah. um, Very frog-like, those... Uh, those, those uh, yeah, yeah, when it yeah. extends the... The big puffy gills. areas, like, behind its eyes are very gill... Yeah. Frog gills yeah. expanding and lowering. Do you think the... the do you think Clover and the... Um, the monster from the shape of water would get along. Do you think they're friends, but, buddies, roommates? Okay. I smell a sitcom. Fuck Mary Kill. Clover, <laughs> the the shape of water monster. Is that its official name? I, it doesn't have a name. No. Or it's just sad. Doug Jones himself. <laughs> the, the man religion. Yes. God. Dougie Jones from Tokyo's The Return. Oh See, the thing is that like Doug Jones has spent his career inside of monsters mm-hmm. and inspiring as a woman i can see there's countless women who want monsters inside of them <laughs> so wait uh doug jones this is a a famous puppeteer I'm no guessing. he's a he's a weird lanky guy he's like he's he's the pale man in uh in pants labyrinth yes he's, okay he's abe sapien he's uh in the hellboy movies and then and he's also the shape of water monster too, yeah I'm guessing. Yeah, he's one. He's like anytime Guillermo del Toro needs like a a big lanky monster. Bring in Mr. Like, Jones. Get Doug. Yeah. So the Cloverfield monster itself only has like two minutes and thirty seven seconds of like actual screen time, but sense. I think each time it's very effective. So I think the uh, the fleas, the names for those things, that is a very interesting naming for it, because like there's only one shot where you actually see the fleas coming out of Clo- the Cloverfield monster. And the, the name Fleas, it kind of makes me lean on, like, it didn't intentionally do it? Maybe? Is it maybe? Like, what do you think? What? Like, the okay, the name for the little creatures that are inside of it are called Fleas, right? Uh-huh, right. You don't willingly... Is that actually, like, I just, they're so, I know lore-wise they're supposed to be like Fleas. I don't know if their name is actually Fleas. But, okay. oh, are you going Fleas... Fleas? Well, no, I was thinking more like. <laughs> well, no, I was watching you like walk this joke to the bar and then just like throw it down. It was amazing just now. So, so what I was meaning is, um, thinking about because there's so much of this is like up for interpretation and stuff. Is that if we're going with the angle, this is a baby, it doesn't know what it's doing, it's scared, it's running around. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, the flea creatures. It didn't intentionally like release them on people. Maybe wherever the fuck this thing is from, yeah. 
There's they're worse like, stuff. They're like parasites or something. Yeah, yeah. And they were just latching on, and now they're running it's around. Another double meaning. Because they're very different designs. Yeah. So it wears a fleece. We got three right. going here. Well, God. <laughs> so well, like, oh. that's something to think about because the designs are so radically different. Yeah. Like the Cloverfield, very aquatic, very like long and lanky, and like the flea creatures are like look a bit like Starship Trooper bugs. Yeah, they, they're like they little small. So that's so that's the thing too is like, you know, uh, when you see uh, in the final scene of the movie, can we talk about this yet? Like, oh, full spoilers. Yeah, full spoilers. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> right? What? That um, was what the audio was at the end? <laughs> Confirmed Force Awakens. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. So um, no, no, no. So um, in the, uh, I guess, what would you call it? A stinger, maybe? It's not, well, it's not a stinger. It, it happens with, like, Easter before. egg. I'd say it, it's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg in the final scene of the movie with um, Rob and Beth at Coney Island. You, everyone, I mean, a lot of people know this, but it's, it's but I think it's, um, you know, you need to draw attention to it. Uh, is like, there's something that falls from space into the water. Very, very, um, almost like, almost inconspicuously. You have to look for it or else it will kind of get lost between, like, the... The the the, the, um, the ocean and, and the, the, boat. the the boats. And There's like a lot of it's very pieces. It's it's almost like a um, like they kind of put like a, a lot of stuff in the distance. Like you yeah. wouldn't look at that, mm -hmm. which in my opinion is just it's it's a little it's it's smart and it's also a little a little bit of a dick move. <laughs> but you know, it, well, it, it makes it fun to rewatch it. That's the kind of thing that's interesting. Is I didn't know about that or many other things. We brought up was like wait what. <laughs> That's and that's like, true. Yeah. So like, here's yeah. what I want to add is like, if they're if that thing comes from space and then crashes into the ocean, I mean, we can obviously assume that Clover came from, uh, you know, uh, Clover Clover came claim from wherever that came from, but actually, we actually don't know. Go ahead. No, you finish your thought, then I'm gonna prove it. Wrong. Well, we don't know what. Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> it's happened many times in my life. I'm ready for it. Um, but we don't know, like, whether the fleas came from the ocean or the fleas came from uh, like a different planet. Maybe, maybe it's like some space dust that got stuck on it. Because I do like listening to what you're saying about um, the the contrasts in the monsters and like their intentions versus Clover's intentions. I mean, they're just like rabid, like <laughs> carnivorous. Because it's not even for like reproduction's sake. Like, yeah, it's it'll true. just eat you. And they're not like, like I don't think like Clover is docile or anything. Like very much the no. opposite. But there are moments where you see them kind of looking a little introspective. Like the few times we see, like when they do finally look at um, Hudson before he becomes Hud. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta credit that to Barrett. Um, that was my joke. Yeah. That's the best wording of it. Oh. I, my joke, when it came out, was a word salad. Oh, okay, well, you know, this <laughs> is a, That's this a much better... Good, good writer's table. This is, good. This is what go. we call team... Workshop. Yeah, it's like, it's like seasons one through nine of The Simpsons in here. <laughs> um, I forgot so, what I was going to say. Oh, like, like, so. like when, they, when, when Clover looks at um, Hud, they're... They're observing. They're observing him. You know, Clover is like breathing, like like an animal would. You know, kind of like thinking it over. Like, do I want to kill this thing? Do I want to go on my way? And then it finally makes the decision, and it just kind of hinges on. Um, so you know, there's very um, interesting behavior contrast, uh, appearance contrast that makes me think that like these things aren't working with Clover. And they kind of just are along for the ride. They're just hitching a ride. And they're like, "Ooh, new bodies!" Because like, yeah, prey wise, like what it like these insectoid flea creatures. I wonder if like their poison that pops your head is oh, yeah. kind of a, you know, it's something that evolved for hunting prey, uh -huh. where they get you, and you know, even if they bite you a little bit and you get away, your head's gonna pop, and they can get the rest of you later. Yeah, that is true. Something like but that. Like I, I always assume with that head pop, that was like. When they bite, they're like implanting eggs, and like she was popping because a bunch of stuff was coming. So out. it, you know, it reminds me of is the um, the face huggers from Alien. Yeah, yeah. That. That, that's the thing. I was a little, I didn't rem like when I said it to remember quite. I thought I remembered that when the flea creatures like bite you and do that, 
they grow like they pop out of you. Yeah. But maybe that's implied, but we don't see it. Yeah, I vividly like, remember like uh, them popping out as well. I, like maybe that's just you that know Mandela syndrome or whatever. We just saw it. Not it just the head just goes. Yeah. Poop. Yeah, so maybe that's what it's been doing in Clover this whole time. Yeah, I gotta say, it's like though, eating little bits and yeah. popping out more of them. Uh, you were gonna prove me wrong, so please. Okay, I, I have two things I want to say. I'm gonna talk about the thing that we only just passed it. I think when Clover's looking at PJ Miller, it reminds me more of like when you're looking at milk in the fridge that's like on the expiration date, <laughs> and you're trying to decide like, should I risk it? Like. This guy looks like he tastes like cigarettes. Should I, should I eat TJ Miller? Clover is like prescient and he's he's like having like a portent. He's like, oh, this guy's going to get canceled pretty soon. I should probably just uh, take care of Clover's just like, Clover is a social justice warrior amongst us. And Clover is just like, you know, maybe. If I get rid of the half that's causing the problems, yeah. I, like, I can save the Silicon Valley can be good again. Clover is, Clover is a feminist. I think, did, do I think Clover Clover grew? is part of the Lorraine Babbitt school of feminism. God. I think Judith Butler saw Clover and she was just like, that's everything that I should have So wait, for okay, so... Dworkin just cheering in the theater. Okay, the one the one thing I want to bring up relating to the flea reproduction thing that leans towards a thing popped because it's so quick and it's like whoosh, all this crazy shit. You don't see you don't see a flea pop out of yeah. her. But one thing I want to bring up that I just read about and I'm like, I'll remember this is there's that soldier they wheel through. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, and his yeah, post yeah. Oh, pop, and he's got and he's on a whole huge hole in his chest. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's kind of makes me lean towards it's a reproduction thing too yeah yeah, well. yeah like, that's a good catch yeah is that I like it's the, the body because that's the thing about this movie is that there's so much other little things you can pick out like that sure yeah oh it's a satellite why can you get this in the thing that falls to earth is a satellite canonically within the lore a satellite for this for this big corporation uh that they marketed a bunch of no, like this big fake corporation that they marketed a bunch before the movie and like also is like a fake corporation in Lost. Uh, it like falls to Earth into the ocean and it wakes the Cloverfield monster up. You're not referring to um, Dharma, are you? No. Fake corporation in Lost. I don't know the name of it. But like The only connection this has to 10 Cloverfield Lane in the satellite thing, because there's that in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, satellites pop up in all the Cloverfield movies. I'm like it is yeah, canonically a, a satellite uh, that falls. I mean, there's definitely like, a obviously in the paradox. Yeah, obviously death of the author and all that. So like, if you don't want to be a satellite, you can go to Matt Reeves' house and kill him. That's what death of the author is, right? Yeah, <laughs> if you cause the death of the author, <laughs> I've got you get to choose what you yeah. want. I've got nothing against Matt Reeves except for making one of the most boring Batman movies ever. God, the fucking Batman, <laughs> just. You know what? I bet, I bet that on the on the fucking set of Cloverfield, T.J. Miller pitched, "What's a rat with wings?" <laughs> <laughs> what a you know. All I'm saying is about that death of the author thing is Mark David Chapman's version of Imagine was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look that up. I was like, "That's a really good one." But I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is interesting um, about Cloverfield overall is that you do not get a lot of information. You get a lot of subtext, but not a lot of information. The military has no fucking idea what this thing is. All of the people have no idea what this thing is. The, the, the news announcers, the, all the people running away. I mean, like, there's just a real state of panic and fear and confusion that really runs amok through this movie and i and i i noticed that like um you know with all of the non-clover monsters non-clover non -clo non people <laughs> sorry the humans um us the, uh those are they're all kind of just moving forward um and they kind of have to they really don't get a chance besides in like a couple of um moments to kind of like sit there and 
discuss what this thing is, because if they did, then it would become less about the monster and more about them. And in many ways, this movie isn't really about them. It's just, you know, they happen to be going through um, different crises, crises of their own while the biggest crisis ever to happen in the yeah. world is occurring in New York. Yeah, and like there was, for years, the idea of Cloverfield 2 was floated around before, the, before we got what the Cloverfield series became. Uh, and it was, and the idea was originally that Matt Reeves really wanted to make a sequel about another group of people on that night trying to survive getting through the city. Mm -hmm. And like, I think probably would have played as a bit too repetitive. Yeah. But I also think it would have been interesting to get other clues to combine with the first movie. Sure, yeah. As to what was going on. Where you can kind of pick things up. Because like, you know, we've watched a lot of Godzilla movies on this. So close to episode 100. Then we get to open the floodgates to any sort of monster at all. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the, the whole premise, so the interesting thing about this is like when Godzilla the movie critics lifted the 20-year <laughs> rule. It will be that monumental. We'll start Do making not talk about Channel Awesome, please. I will go on. It we'll happens a lot skits. on this show. We'll start making skits. How would you fucking do clipless episode clipless podcast these are clipless all, all, all we're do, ahead of him we oh got no. there faster all i will do is just like mimic like how much of his shtick he takes from looney tunes because like that is just half of him you know yeah, it's yeah. god it there a common punishment that brandon will propose me, to me and i don't think he's done it on mic before is watch kick assia no when <laughs> Oh no, to boldly flee would be the fucking poison. Honestly, though. yeah, I like, I don't, it's not a good movie, but I like his Kigassi a I little bit I think of the three, Suburban Nights is probably the strongest. Oh my god, so you're saying, you're saying <laughs> Suburban Nights is the Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, it's like, Suburban Nights is the second of the trilogy. It's the Empire Strikes Jesus Back. Jesus Christ, please, please don't strike back, actually. It's the one where they kill, they kill Hart at the end of it, and then strike he gets me. like a... He gets like a Spock funeral, and that leads directly into the boldly flee. <laughs> return of the Jedi, more like the return of the please make so, me dead. To end I this, can't yeah, do this yeah, anymore. Yeah, so a con is what okay, to end this discussion once and for all, I can imagine a few Channel Awesome fans in together, and just like the trilogy, they talk about which one's their favorite. They're like, I'm more of a. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Tis> Fedora. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I used to be. To I used flee. to be. Yeah. I used to be more of a kick-ass yeah, man myself. <laughs> but then I, flee, I discovered the bold flee. flavors of to boldly flee. Like, I'm the kickassiest son of bo to boldly flee moon, and I've got a uh, I've got a suburban nights rising. <laughs> I just, I'm more I just of a thought nightmare. about something. Um, if a channel awesome dad had a baby with a channel awesome mom. It'd be a channel. Well, if 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 it was, not to make this like gen, not to make this gender assumptive, but if it was a boy, it'd be a channel off son. <laughs> I had yeah. to walk so much there. I am the so. One I'm I'm imagining the fucking cowboy meme and like, can I, can a channel awesome boy and a red letter media <laughs> girl ever fall in love? <laughs> <laughs> what about a watch mojo? <laughs> Miss Mojo. Uh, Miss Mojo. <laughs> I think they changed the. Um, I think they changed the the commentator or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know the um, the person who does the um, the voiceovers. Yeah. You know, like the Watch Mojo um, girl, yeah. woman, yeah, voice. Mm -hmm. The disembodied voice of Mo Miss Mojo. Herself. Well, I can I can hear her, and I was yes, hoping that I you can could I can also hear. Okay, her. gotcha, gotcha. Can a suburban knight and a boldly fleeing girl be together? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this, this okay. is how we get enough back to about Channel. Yeah, enough, enough about Channel Austin, Cloverfield stuff. Anyways, Anyways the point is trying that every once in a while, <laughs> Brandon will threaten that, like, if I'm not having a fun time with the movie, oh, right, would yes. you prefer to watch the Channel Awesome clipless version? Of <laughs> <laughs> Why did she we, hasn't taken it yet. We tolerated that for so long. Like, we, there should have been someone, there should have been a mob, an angry mob at his house saying, it. like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, what I was trying to say about the Godzilla movies I want to bring up is that the whole thing is there's always that scene where this thing happens in the movie and there's like a boardroom and they're like, what just happened? And they go, here's exactly what's going on now. Here's what we're doing next, et cetera, et cetera. 
This movie is the same because it has fucking none of that. I'm, I'm trying to literally to you, but I'm thinking ground. of Rob Walker replacing HUD instead. Get <laughs> 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 a little oh, cinema no. snob cameo in there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We gotta get snob. Hell, he's on the pipe. He's on the rod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where does where does Linkara fit in? Oh God! Is, Link, is Linkara Jason? Linkara's Clover. Linkara's Clover. <laughs> Just Linkara's smacking his belly, walking through the street. I thought Linkara was a good one. Linkara's a good. Spoonie's the bad one. Uh, Linkara did you know? Linkara did contribute to the. Uh, to the not so awesome doc, he's, um, not, he's not a part of the gym. Oh, okay, so, okay. So like he he is he he is on the right side of things. Oh, he's on the right side. Okay, yeah. He's a um. Uh, I don't really have a, a finish for this joke. <laughs> like he, is, a lot of the doc was like, is this just gonna turn into a channel? <laughs> I think it's turned Which into a channel. But a lot of the doc so, was Cloverfield. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like the, the Doug Walker's cameo. <laughs> I like, yeah, I prefer <laughs> I, the part where he comes in. And he's like, ah, that's Clover. That <laughs> didn't I sound pre- like Doug. I at all. prefer um, the shot where Doug Walker's eggnog <laughs> teeth grab, you know, that's, grab him, uh, yeah. TJ Miller, and lift him into the air and shoot well, him When they ask TJ Miller why he keeps recording, he does say, "Well, I've got to remember it so yeah. others don't have to." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god could you oh my god could you re-edit a good amount of this movie instead of T.J. Miller's voice it's we fucking Doug Walker's voice you absolutely could do this you absolutely should do this why, why are you doing this now I remember it so you don't have to <laughs> hello a girl <laughs> watching Superman <laughs> bat nipples they put bat nipples in one of the greatest Cloverfield monsters of all time <laughs> She's being chomped up. God. Almost fall off my chair. Not an exaggeration for how funny that joke is. As his fucking chair. upper corpse is sli- is falling from the sky. I'm bad credit! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, Cloverfield, Channel Awesome. It's over. I want to, uh, I guess we could probably. So that's the what that monster do, that extended, or what that we Channel did. Awesome do. Um, we also pretty much summed up the plot. I mean, Channel Awesome is yeah. a monster, so you should really do for him. <laughs> On this episode of Podzilla, we're, we're covering the not-so-awesome <laughs> document. <laughs> Just go into my Sarah Koenig voice. Oh, I don't have an impression. I thought I could come up with one more. Yeah, so, uh, um... Usually this is the part we go into plot. And the one thing I want to bring up is, um, I'm very going to attest to this. I'm really fucking bad at character names. You mm. are. You're so bad at So, them. like, all... So and what your I, favorite thing ever is A Song of Ice and Fire. I don't know how I you manage. Okay, here's what... Here's, who is ice and who is fire? But the big uh, thing about that is... Taylor, watched, Taylor Lautner is ice, I believe. And then, <laughs> and then Fire Girl is... Uh, is, is fire Girl. Yeah. Ice Boy and Fire Girl. <laughs> fire Girl was the uh, uh, the working title for what became Beautiful Girls. Wow. Because <laughs> the whole thing is... Um, the reason I get the song of my story is I watched Game of Thrones... Uh, I watched the Game of Thrones show before I read the book, so I was like, I definitely remember this guy. Or definitely remember that guy. Well, like, um, if I read it on its own, it'd probably be tough. But, like, names in Song of Ice Fire are so unique. Like, Tyrion Lannister. And it's, like, like there's so distinct names that it picks them up in my head. John. This one had, like, <laughs> John. <laughs> the fact that it's so simple. Yeah, they are, they are pretty, like, yeah. juicy names. Yeah. This one's, um... Hello, my name is Ned Stark. <laughs> I am Nedward... Uh, Eddard Stark, to be exact. I mean, they're not gonna be like, oh, no! Waverly's dead. (laughs) Ned Stark sounds like he works in your IT department. (laughs) Jesus. So the thing I want to bring up is, um, yeah, so the characters, I didn't, what I picked up from the movie, I'm so bad at like this, this part of it, is they were looking, there was like some interpersonal shit, Mm. and then the monster came in. (laughs) That's what I picked up. And then, uh, his girl, somewhat kind of girlfriend, kind of not. Yeah. Was stuck in the tower. Yeah, yeah. Was stuck at the top of the building, and he had to go up and get her, and that stuff happened. So, that's what I remember of like all the 
interpersonal connection stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Rob? Yeah, Rob's the main character. Rob's the, Rob's the main yeah, guy. Yeah, Rob's going, uh, at a going away party for himself. Going to oh, yeah, Rob is the new king of the north, and he will claim the Riverlands as part of the kingdom. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Rob, so Rob, yeah, and Rob's, uh, I don't know, were they a thing? Or, so it's either, I, I remember the plot exactly. Uh, it, Let's do it then. Yeah, sure. Um, so, In one minute or less, start the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob's like, uh, it's not explicitly stated whether he's like an animator or a filmmaker or something, but he's going to Japan and he's going to work with the studio. Um, they're having a going away party. Um, in the uh, edits of the film, you see like uh, in the past he was um, sleeping with Beth. They went to Coney Island. These are like kind of like a side story that's like, uh, joining the film, but in present day, so like in real time, like the movies um, say, uh, he's not dating Beth anymore. He's having this going away party, and it's kind of insinuated that like half the reason he's going away is because he want to get he wants to get away from Beth because um, she has a new boyfriend and he's really douchey and his name's Travis <laughs> and he's from Mad Men. He's like my favorite, not my favorite kid. What's his name? McDougal. What? McDougal. <laughs> Uh, What's his name oh, on, on Madman? Uh, it, it's Rosenberg. I oh, okay. I don't know where yeah, it oh, Ben Feldman plays, yeah, Rosenberg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that happens. And then Clover happens. Um, literally, like, when, uh, like, Beth is left with the douchey boyfriend, douchey Travis. Uh, <laughs> his brother Jason is, like, having the worst, like, has to be the worst a pep talk of all time that I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen between two brothers in a movie. You have to go after her because she's so much better she's than She's so you. much better than he's like, I'm sorry, dude, but you like fucking suck. Like you are the worst. You don't deserve her. And I'm like, you know what a pep talk is, right, Jason? Like, you suck. You're terrible. He needs to watch more community. Pay attention to Jeff Winger. <laughs> he does it. Um, but yeah, um, and then Clover happens, and then uh, that's, that's where we have like all of the uh, intermittent deaths. That really, um, as like as I kind of stated before, like it is story, but this is kind of all happening while Clover's like events is happening. The story is kind of hard to summarize actually without even like coming back to all the interpersonal shit that's coming that that's that's going yeah. on because really they're just running the entire time and trying yeah. to get to a safe zone they're all of their characterization pretty much goes out the window the second the monster hits because all of them just become like shell shocked husks trying yeah. to stumble through right. exactly exactly trying to run and like hide in the subway and call and stuff like pj miller's the only one that doesn't become that but he's like He's, like, making nervous jokes the entire yeah. time. Like, the kind of stuff that, like, I don't know. They're what I call ER jokes, mostly because... Because they'll send it to the ER? No. They're so... No, because they're the, <laughs> kind, they're the kind of aside jokes that... Uh, that when, anytime that I've been hurt bad enough that I ended up in the ER, I make to the nurses. Oh, my parents okay. Yeah. That's not where I saw that going. They're kind of ER jokes. Like, when I... Like, they're the kind of jokes that, like... When I accidentally cut my finger off. Mm -hmm. uh, Keyword accidentally. Yes. Yes. Uh, my, I'm not a Van Gogh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. But you like, did Van Gogh to the The nurse ER. asked me, hey, we need to give you like a, we need to give you like a tetanus shot real okay. quick. Uh, and, and I was, and she was like, which arm would you prefer it in? And like, it's the kind of joke where it's a dumb joke, not really funny, but like, uh, like I told her, uh, this side of me's taking enough damage today. Put it in this arm. It's like, you know, it's a dumb, not funny joke, but it's just like a tension breaker that you're that someone who's a bit more jokey as a personality tries to do because they're uncomfortable in that kind of situation. Sure, no, I get it. Okay, yeah. ER jokes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like one thing that I would also add about the the story that I think um, Cloverfield doesn't get credit for is how well um, documented like trauma and shock is. Uh, in all of the in all of the performances, especially with um, Michael um, David Steele, what uh, Michael Stahl David, I think is the full yeah. name. That sounds right. Um, when he, uh, you know, when Jason dies horrifically, uh, when the monster uh, takes out the bridge, yeah. takes out the bridge with its tail, which is of course like implied to be. Um, if, I mean, if you've been listening to uh, the 
what the designer and the and the, the creator of the of the character like wanted to do for the movie. And it is it is an accident, but it still results in an atrocity. And and if you don't want to listen to what they said, you have to go to their house and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> then you can rewrite it to be whatever you want. Yeah, well, and then you come out with this is what Cloverfield is about. But, and that's actually gotta, how Ray Bradbury went. Oh, you know how everyone thought it was about censorship? And he was like, uh, no, it's not. They, uh, <laughs> they <laughs> killed him. <laughs> and anyways, so like, there's like, I mean, another thing that's underrated about this movie, or I guess maybe just not acknowledged as enough, is how valuable moments of, of quiet and um, introspection and, um, you know, uh, interplay between the um, so oh I was going to name the, the characters um, so there's Rob Jason their brothers um, there is Lily who is uh, Jason's girlfriend but I think they're all friends as well yeah. um, Beth yeah. um, Gucci boyfriend Travis and there's also Mar- Hudson what? Uh, oh Ma- Ma- Marlena, Marlena who is like kind of like uh, not as close uh, with the rest of them. She's Lily's friend, right? I, I, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, she's she's the, Lily's is friend. Is she the only one who gets away in the helicopter? Yeah, Lily get Lily, Lily, Lily's only the only one who gets away in the helicopter. I know you were talking about Marlena because she definitely does yeah. not get away in the helicopter. Yeah, Lily, <laughs> Lily does. Lily gets in a separate helicopter and mm-hmm. she does, I believe, escape because she's. Uh, She's not listed, when he's listing his friends who died to the monster, he doesn't yeah. list Lily's name. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, I, we talked before about how there's, this movie is, it's up to interpretation in so many different, um, yeah. in so many different ways. And I feel like that is the biggest one, is like, whether Lily is dead or not. Yeah. Um, and coming back, going back to like some of the Easter eggs, like, uh, you know, if the movie wants to tell us subliminally that the monster is still alive, you know, who's to, who's to say that like Lily isn't still alive either? Which you know, there's a, there's a huge, huge amount of guessingness in this movie that I think actually makes it that much stronger because it kind of works as like a sandbox where you can imprint a bunch of a bunch, bunch of ideas on it. And I think thinking about that in more context really uh, highlights the fact that this is like a love letter to monster movies and also kind of like a. I mean, they made the monster a child. Yeah, the monster is like a child, like going, like they're being, uh, they're rampaging through the city. So, you know, there really is like that kind of, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's horrifying like what is going on there. There's, there's murder and there's, uh, you know, a mystery here and a fear and anxiety that does, you know, kind of have parallels to um, terrorism, of course. But there's also like the fact that like this kind of thing, you know, is only possible through CGI. This kind of thing is only possible um, in an age where fear and anxiety can kind of be mutated in this way, um, where we think like, oh, what if that happened to me? Well, you know? What I'm saying is, Brandon, the deaths of these characters lie entirely in the hands of your co- your field. Wow. You did this. Yeah. Oh, I, okay, that this is, this is your blood diamond. Sick. That took me a second. Yeah. What I'm going to say, though, is I think- You killed some... TJ Miller. A TJ killer, a TJ Miller killer. I did. Oh my! And I not filler. <laughs> I Miller. can't be. I can't be stiller. <laughs> Miller. Okay. Well. All right. Oh, well, I'll bring up. There's some. It's interesting that you know. There's the subjective things and there's the subjective things. Because like the subjective, there's so much subjectivity you can get from this movie. But I think there's some objective things too. Like, objectively, we know that, you know, they were having this going away party. Mm -hmm. The monster caused an earthquake whenever it came out of the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't the fleas that caused the explosion. It was Dasani. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that, like... She drinks Dasani. They they clean her wounds out with Dasani, and she drinks it, and... (laughs) And then she goes kaboom. I mean, we see, like, a bunch of Mountain Dews, too. I mean, who's to say that Mountain Dew didn't (laughs) cause her head to explode? Is this movie actually an indictment against the Mountain Dew company? Oh, no, I don't feel so good. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta do it! That's why it's called Baja Blast. (laughs) If they'd just gotten Fiji water, Lizzie Kaplan would still be with us. Oh, God, God, Lizzie. Yeah, so... It's very, because that's the interesting thing about summarizing the plot or anything. It's a very simple movie. It's super a simple. from a monster. Very, very simple. The, you know, they hide under the bridge. Uh, they said the Hammerhead Project or something. They're going to hammer, the, down. hammer, hammer down. Hammer down. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I got the implication that's definitely a nuclear warhead. Yeah. Like, what else could it I be? I mean, you see the F 
to whatever. All the stealth bomber. Is it called an empty Yeah, just dropping normal bombs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that probably suits back up for that. You know, they're like, we're all going down the city at 6 a.m. It's like 6.43. Kaboom. Call of Duty has ruined me because while I was watching that scene, I was like, this would definitely be like one of those like hyper stylized like <laughs> scenes in Call of Duty where you think this game's gonna be awesome and then it's like five filler missions. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that the nuking the city at the end is like your 50 kill streak or Christ. Nuke inbound. <laughs> oh my god. Clover got enough kills to get a kill streak. <laughs> Call of Duty Clover. I know I'm looking for the fake title. Clover POV. It's just fucking all the fleas. Assist, 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 Clover assist. Ops. Advanced Cloverfield. Oh. Advanced Cloverfield. Advanced Cloverfield. Advanced Cloverfield. Uh, Advanced Cloverfield. I'm just sorry. Uh, 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 so, Call of Duty. Clove War. <laughs> Clove War. That just sounds like they're throwing clothes at each other. Clove War. <laughs> We're taking too much damage from the other side! They have like a huge like clove base grenade and it's like, it smells awesome! Oh. <laughs> so I think it, so that's about the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah especially so the part with the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to talk a bit about the other ones that have come out in this series. Yeah, we'll Just talk for a few minutes and sure. then um, we get the last segment, and then we'll go on to our last segment, which is Make It Gritty. In which we pitch how we would, well, do we want to do Clover? Clover's pretty much already in with the Mutos, so mm -hmm. do we instead want to pitch what a found footage Godzilla movie would look like? I mean, 2014 isn't that far off. It's okay, moments. then we don't have a Make It Gritty, I guess. I guess this will be our new, this will be how we end up the segment, is talking about the other Cloverfield movies. Okay, yeah, so, uh, well, obviously there's... Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the peak of the series. Uh, I I really prefer Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think it's. Uh, I spent the three central performances are just so good, and I like the small scale ratcheting of tension. Uh, I love the. Uh, I love the soundtrack to Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I. Bear McCray always delivers. Yeah, like Ten Cloverfield Lane, I think is. Very good as well. I, I what I appreciate is um, it is such a different movie. Yeah, it is such a different thing. I remember the trailer where it was like, you know, children behave. That That's one. That's what they say when we're together. And it's like this, it's like this yeah. uh, bunker, and he's doing the stuff, and it's like, oh, it's so nice. You know, it's running just as fast as we can. Oh, oh, oh yeah. it's coming back to me. It's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. A good you know what they should have ended Cloverfield with? What the uh, credit uh, song should have been? What? Crimson and Clover. That's my opinion. Crimson and Clover. I don't really know her, but I think I could love her. It's two musical references I don't get. I'm really losing. What? You're the music. I know. I'm losing my music yeah. geek. So my the whole geek, uh, um, right now. So Ten Cloverfield. I thought it was so interesting about that movie, and I wish they would have kept it until the end. Was you didn't know if it actually was something or not outside. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like I loved the thing where. You don't, like, you know, John Goodman's like, oh, we're going to be in the bunker. We're going to be all set up and everything. And, like, you think something's gone wrong, but you mm. don't know. Yeah. And it's kind of like this thing where it's like, is the, because I think it's freakier if the world's out was normal and you're just stuck in here with this guy. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, that's the thing about this series, franchise. I mean, Cloverfield really, that's the, the that's, that, Cloverfield can be anything. Cloverfield can be anything. Um, the whole point of this um, of this story, of this concept, of this world, is that they leave themselves so much space to just constantly build on the story. You know, for better or for worse, because I'm full paradox. Hint yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know that Overlord was originally supposed to be a Cloverfield movie, but then no. the Cloverfield paradox, uh, they didn't, they, they removed that idea once the uh, Cloverfield paradox. Wow. Was, That's, yeah. that makes me look Overlord. Like, you're, yeah, you're aware of Overlord. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen, like, half of it. I, I, I have never seen it, but I, I do know it, of the concept of... Brand, it's essentially... It's a World War II movie where there, where this troop goes through the... Uh, it's, like, 
going into Nazi occupied. Uh, Nicholas Cage, I think, right? Were they no, zombies? That's not? Lord of War. You're thinking. I, oh, <laughs> then I haven't seen this. Wait, I was so thinking Lord, Lord of War. It's like they, is it the one with aliens? No, it's the one where zombies. Zombies, where they find they go into this Alien Nazi facility. The, they go on this mission into this Nazi facility, and it turns out the Nazis are making zombies, and the zombies attack. Ah, oh, huh. interesting. That, huh? Because that's interesting. So what I was saying with Ten Cloverfield Lane, I can't believe you thought for a brief moment Lord of War. Oh my god! The Nicolas Cage illegal gunrunner movie. That is what, what I was thinking, and I was like, I, I was trying to like build that, like rebuild that in my mind, like in like the realm of Cloverfield. Um, but yeah, no, the thing about Ten Cloverfield Lane <laughs> that, that that also kind of mirrors um, what they do with Cloverfield is like, you know, less is more, obviously, but just not giving the the biggest fear. The biggest scare um, for the audience and the most effective being that we will never actually know what happened here because that's what makes the film memorable that's what makes the film really um you know stand out from other films that are like let's put in like a bunch of lore like this is something like um the conjuring is especially bad at um i'm sure you guys have watched like a bunch of godzilla i haven't a side note, I've never watched a Godzilla movie, and I'm on a Godzilla podcast. What is going on? On a non-Godzilla episode. Like, don't worry. Yeah. We're having <laughs> someone we've had on uh, on uh, as a guest for the second time soon, and she's never seen a Godzilla movie. The, the fact that I said she gives away, she's literally the only female guest we've ever had. <laughs> no, 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 it could be, it could be uh, um, 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 Elizabeth. Banks? <laughs> yes. Elizabeth we Banks. scored Elizabeth Banks as a guest, everyone. <laughs> we did it. Oh yeah. my god. You, you, you hit the so, bank. You, you banked. Yeah, so She's I, coming on for Final War episode. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking wild. The so, if, you read, if you meet our Patreon stretch goal, <laughs> we will get Elizabeth Banks. You gotta get her. That's, oh see, that's, that's really... So, uh, for the we've been we working not actually have a Patreon guest. Yeah. So the whole thing is... um. Yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane, the big thing is is what makes the movie not as good as that ending. Where it's the... it's ex- Do you remember how that ends? The last, like, half hour? Well, it kind of zooms out, right? It actually... It reminds me of um, the way, like, Twilight Zone would end. It's like the big stinger, like, oh, it's actually been... I, they've been dead the whole time, or they're on a different planet, or... I like the stinger. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that it's then a whole sequence. Sure. I feel like if you ended it with, like... She gets out, sees a fucking UFO descending upon her. Then yeah, it's like okay, yeah. So, so like, you know what? Oh. You know what? It so kind he of was like, a monster, and he was right. Oh. Yeah. You know what? It makes me think of, um, which I think uh, again, just the great use of like less is more. And maybe this is going to sound out of left field, but like the ending of Portal Two. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that she, one. Shell just sorry, we're going off base here, but like <laughs> this is a spoiler for Portal Two, y'all. <laughs> um, Shell escapes aperture and. Uh, walks out of this like you know ominous like uh, like uh i think it's like silvery like oblique like kind of like cabin it looks super rustic like you wouldn't guess that it belongs to like it's like an appendage of like this massively um you know uh high-tech science laboratory um but they're just like in a plane they're just like in like a plane of grass and you don't see anything other than that but we know that like the surface world we have the idea that the surface world is not what it used to be is that there is some kind there is she's been in there for a long time um and that life is never going to be the same again you know yeah, that could be thousands of years and she's literally the only living person ever like you don't yeah know that. Like, I, I think i think that one thing that um needs to be said is how much these movies maybe not cloverfield paradox but how much um cloverfield and 10 cloverfield lane respect the audience and how much they um bet on just them having a general interest in what in the story that they're trying to say, you yeah. know, because yeah. even if even for, even for people who don't like Cloverfield, they can certainly see that like, um, you know, a lot is like, a lot of stuff is being thrown at once, yeah. And you can really latch on to whatever you like. If you think like the more important, uh, getting away from ten Cloverfield Lane, sorry, but if you think like the more important or the or the more exciting conflict uh, in Cloverfield is that the military has no fucking way to take this thing down other than just fucking nuking New York. <laughs> and even that doesn't work if you listen to the Easter egg. It <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> then, then you know, that's 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 your story for you. That's that's the one that you like. If you like this idea of, um, you know, Rob <laughs> just uh, 
going away. Literally his brother. Literally just like, you know, being like, no, I'm good. I, that girl that I slept with and I think I love, we went to Coney Island that one time. I think I love her. I don't know. I'm going to go rescue her. You know, then that's the that's the story that you like. That's the story you pay attention to. I mean, if you'd like to see a rip-roaring tale of revenge in which T.J. Miller <laughs> finally gets what's coming to him, that's in there, too. It's in there, too. Jeffrey Epstein is in this movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's not. He's not. Epstein didn't kill himself. They let the Cloverfield kill Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... The global elites were like, we're going to kill Epstein, but what can be a bigger story out there? <laughs> Cloverfield was a cover-up. <laughs> Cloverfield was a cover-up. Oh, my God. All um, right, I think I'm... So yeah, should we get back to 10 Cloverfield? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I just want to yeah, bring up it. that less is more involving these these movies. Like, yeah. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, like you're saying, there's so little that ties it to the original one, yeah. but there's a little bit that's there. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like less is more. It is where more. If yeah. it was... Yeah. In terms of lore as well, like, if you get... This is exactly how this compares to the first one. Like at the, you know. Yeah. And then, oh, if, if it's in Cloverfield Lane, the Cloverfield monster showed up and be so dumb and dumb and uh, I wouldn't hate it. I hate it. Anyways, Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> oh, God. I, I got to bring up first, the marketing for Cloverfield Paradox is fucking amazing. It was good. It was really good. I loved the thing where I was in college, you know, watched the Super Bowl, and it's like, yo, here's a fucking Cloverfield movie yeah. after this. Yeah. That was huge. Like, but that, I mean, that really was, like, in the heyday of Netflix, too, where, like, they just, like, had just constant bangers. That was, like, shortly after Stranger... I think that was after Stranger Things, right? It was... Uh, Stranger Things Season 2 had already premiered at that point. Yeah, I mean, that was a big wait. Um, and even though it wasn't as um, impressive as Season 1. Uh, yeah. Controversial, sorry. Um, so, like... You know. Yeah, so Cloverfield Paradox was a mess. Definitely yeah. a mess. I just feel like the story didn't know what it wanted to be. No, like there's the weird, like Greg, you mentioned earlier, the the comic relief arm. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, but Chris O'Dowd is in it, and I do like he, Chris he, O'Dowd. He's hot and funny. I, Daniel Brühl is in it, and he's hot, not funny. This is okay. I'm sorry, but this is one instance where hot people cannot save a bad movie. You're it's wrong. The only, it's You're the so only wrong. Ever instance. Hot people always save movies. Hot, hot, hot people made movies. Hey, hot people. Okay, hot people save movies. You. <laughs> Take that damn kick-ass thing out of your mouth. <laughs> look at kick-ass. Look at the Hot People trilogy. Kick-ass. Are you talking Suburban about... Nights to Boldly Flick. Are you talking about Lindsay Ellis? Or... <laughs> it's all for... done, baby. All the oh, way down. Oh, Jesus. I'd walk. <laughs> I'd walk. I'd, I'd walk, walk him. I'd walk him. Listen. Doug Walker, more like I'd walk Doug him. Listen, as Everybody we know, sucks. I have a bad tendency of being really attracted to people who are in absolute spirals. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think for the past couple of years, someone's been in a very bad spiral oh, by the name of Mr. Walker. <laughs> Doug. No. Doug has a No, Doug Walker's not hot. Do you think I, you can I fix him? <laughs> I just put a Fellini movie on in front of him. Nice. <laughs> I, I can fix... The, the quote of the episode. Give him folks. like make him read Pauline Kale, like have him all clockwork orange. This episode is at least forty percent channel awesome. <laughs> yes. I don't mind. <laughs> so what I'm saying. Yeah. The quote from the episode is quote, I can fix Doug Walker. <laughs> I think you should rename the podcast channel Podsome. <laughs> so um Doug Zilla King about, of the Walkers. About, <laughs> Colonial Paradoxes didn't even have any connection. Other than the the ending when the monster shows up. Yeah, exactly. It's also like, not good. Yeah, it's also <laughs> bad. What? Like, I'm talking about Ten Cloverfield Lane. There was that whole like weird like the satellite thing you mentioned. Yeah. The the you know crazy conspiracy guy. Maybe he did some satellite yeah. stuff. Maybe he's yeah, not connected. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's some connection. The third one, it's like they had the super powerful space satellite to try to like resurrect the sun. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what it was? It's or, a bunch of like spacey mumbo yeah. jumbo, but yeah. But it's supposed it. to take place. And the same universe as the first Wait, movie. Wait, to resurrect the sun? I think No, you're... sorry, not resurrect the sun. There was something... Yeah, you're mixing up the universe. plot of sunshine. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was something... thinking of uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. There was some some weird space concept that 2008 tech cannot do. But yeah. one thing, I, the last thing I want to bring up about Cloverfield is um there is there is a sequel in development. 
Okay. Woo, yeah. It's a sequel to the original Cloverfield. Oh, really? Yeah. I How am I, on... like, not aware of this? I'm a, I'm a Cloverfield, I'm a Clover freak. I guess it was announced last year, but there hasn't been much about it since. Do you know and, who's um, behind? I've heard, I, I just know it exists. That's all I know. Marty Scorsese, baby! Oh my god, can you imagine? This, like, it's De Niro just mumbling about how sad life is, and then there's a monster in the background. I mean, <laughs> so, like, that's the thing, like, I, I don't like Cloverfield Paradox, but I do consider it part of the trilogy, you know? I'm not gonna be yeah. like, oh, this is like, this doesn't exist. Like, I don't think it's a good movie, but it is, it is indicative of, like, how much they can do with this series. It is, I, I think I called it, like, a MacGuffin earlier, but really it's more like a, um, uh, I, I don't know, like a, like a chameleon, I guess, in what, in, in that it can adapt to different environments yeah. and change different colors, but it's always going to be the same thing. Okay, yeah. I think that's a good thought process to, to go out on as we yeah. close this episode. So, you already did your plug, right? Um, I'll, I'll, can I do it again? Yeah, do your plug Is again. there, is there shame in that? Should I feel no. ashamed? <laughs> so yes, um, you, can, um, you can watch Ethan's YouTube videos at Channel Awesome at YouTube.com. Evan, who's Evan? Evan? <laughs> Who is Ethan? Ethan am, am I H3 Ethan? H3. He thought your name was Ethan. I, have I been living a lie this whole time? Yes. <laughs> your name is actually Ethan Walker. Ethan Walker, the third Walker. Disinherited from the Walker. You are that guy with the glasses. <laughs> this is my Joker moment. <laughs> Um, so oh, my name, other channel awesome joke, <laughs> Ethan. My name, my name, my, my name is um, Evan Belikas. Uh I am a uh, creative writing graduate student at Emerson College. I'm working on my debut novel, uh, If I Only Knew You, which is a um, it's a it's a fiction story about a um, a young man who becomes imprisoned and uh, his it's it's split between three characters: him, uh, his uh, uh, inmate. Um, Victor and his mother Harriet. Um, very much a, wor a work in progress, but I'm um, I'm hoping uh, it will come out soon and I can have it to share with people. Um, I mean, I'm also and that'll be coming out from Penguin Publisher. Not <laughs> 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 um, I'm also a freelance writer, uh, and um, so most of the stuff I write about is like music. So um, you know, if you're into that, uh, I guess feel free to give me a follow on Twitter. It's a uh, Sound of Blunder. Um, it's, have people plugged their Twitters before? Is uh, that that's fine? All right, yeah, it's well, fine. I guess I'm doing Most it. people don't want to plug, but like you're the. the but you're, no, I'm I'm desperate yeah. for attention. No, plug, plug away, plug, plug it away. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. We keep asking people to plug when they come on, and no one wants to plug. <laughs> they just like have like yeah. a, a random extension cord, and they're like, "Am I doing it right?" It's like, <laughs> is this the way? <laughs> All right, well. We'll see you next time, baby!